official podcast of Zion Elementary School District 6. Here to bring you district-related events, entertainment, and inspiration. I'm Alexis. I'm Sophia. And I'm Edgar, coming to you from the district's communication team. Everyone, welcome back to the sixth cast. We are here with Principal Edelstein, um, celebrating, not celebrating, but reflecting on the one-year anniversary of COVID-19. Miss um, Edelstein, how are you? I am doing well. And for the listeners at home, Ms. Edelstein, if you can please give yourself a warm introduction. So I am Charmika Edelstein, the proud principal of West Elementary here in Zion. And I am also a Zion native of this wonderful community. Ms. Edelstein, this time last year, what do you remember? This time last year, we had parents Um, who were starting to get very nervous, rightfully so, about the impending pandemic, uh, which at the time we just knew was COVID-19. And we were starting to see a lot of students uh, being pulled out of school and other students who were coming to school wearing masks. And crazy enough, at that time, the guidance was, do not wear masks. The more you wear masks, the more it'll keep the germs in. Tell the kids to take the mask off. So we were literally, like a year ago today, going around telling the kids to take their mask off. Uh, because it was silly. And a week later, we got called into district office and were given the news that we had to get together packets for every single student because we were sending everyone home and we needed to get them something for learning at least for the next two weeks to get them through spring break. And as we all know, that was our last day that we were in person. So we had to get together 400, we had 400 students, 483 students at the time. Wow. We had to get together 483 learning packets for K through six in an hour and a half. So we had every single copy machine running, overwhelmed, getting everything out, but we did it. We got them all out and we hadn't even told the teachers why yet, right? Just make sure your kids get these packets. And then after school, we called an emergency meeting and told the staff that um, if the governor were to call a state of emergency, then it would be more than likely that we would be out for the rest of the year. But for the time being, we were thinking just until after spring break. And as I was saying that, one of the teachers looked at her phone and the notification went off that the governor had just called the state of emergency. And when she made that announcement, the look on everyone's faces just dropped like, Our kids just went home and we did not get a chance to say bye. What does this mean for the rest of the school year? And they just looked at each other and it was an incredibly somber moment. Um, But that was our last day of in-person instruction before our country went, actually our world went lockdown. Hi, I'm Katrina Wiltsey. I am a teacher at West Elementary. I've been in the district 26 years and excited about being here this year. How have you adapted to teaching both bricks and click students this year? Well, I feel that I've adapted pretty well. Um, I'm very fortunate to be able to teach in person um, to do what I love to do, which is teach. Pandemic. Definitely a lot. I, I, I have learned that I have to think out outside the box, um, use my resources, not only uh, technology, but also my, my teaching friends. Um, as well as just being able to um, be, be in the routine. I think that the biggest challenge is making sure that I have established a routine and um, 
resources for my students so that they can still be successful um, online. So do you think that's more difficult having to convert back and forth rather than just like consistent all the way through? I think that's one of the challenges. Being a brick teacher, you have to think about teaching both because you do need to be prepared. If students are sent home, um, you want them to feel like they haven't missed a beat. So I have prepared my lessons so that they are online as well as ones that they can um, switch when they're in brick. Hi, I'm Kelly Weavers, and I'm here being interviewed for a District 6 podcast on um, virtual teaching. A little bit about me, actually started teaching uh, in Zion District 6 27 years ago. So I've been here a long time. And so to evolve from like having to find my own textbooks and texts all the way to today. Um, I gotta tell you, I think I'm pretty proud of myself and what we're doing this year because um, it has been a fun learning experience. How have you adapted to teaching both bricks and click students? Okay, so I look at it most of the students that I started with, I still have with me. So I haven't had to adapt between the two. Mm -hmm. um, the one thing that I had to get in my mind even before I met the students was the, the piece that's ultimately going to be missing is in person. Mm -hmm. So everything that I look at in regards to communication, teaching, um, even how I'm reacting conversation, uh, I always have to think that we're not in person and how, how am I going to go about replacing that piece so that we form a relationship? Um, when you go on Zoom or you go and you look on strategies for teaching virtual, they all say the same and I agree with them. You set your, expect your expectations you keep it short and clear, you practice your routine, and I have all of those. But you, you have to constantly call on their name so that you are from the get-go, um, letting them know that you know who they are because they're on screen, have them use your name, and use other pieces of technology to do the same for families. So right here, although you just see me, I have two screens, one has Remind, up constantly. One has Go Guardian. I have my phone, I've got my cell phone, and I've got the computer. So families are at uh, a click of a button. Um, and that's been, I think, the most crucial part of every piece of success is just communication and staying face to face. So, Natalie, what was your first thought process of when the pandemic first started? When the pandemic first started, I was in hospital nursing at the VA. Um, honest to God, we just were like, oh, it's another virus. It'll probably zip through. We'll get it under control and we'll move on. But as we realized as weeks turned to months and things weren't getting better, I did start to um, really kind of it sobered me to the realization that this disease is a lot, was a lot more serious than a lot of the health professionals thought at first. Right. Going off of that, what have you learned the most during the COVID-19 pandemic? 
So during the pandemic, what I've learned the most is to feel grateful. Um, I went through a lot of ups and downs being a nurse and trying to understand how our world has changed. And it, it was it was a really tough thing for a lot of mental health, health for a lot of nurses. And I think just focusing on the things that I'm grateful for and um, realizing that that needs to be our main focus is to express our gratefulness for, you know, just being alive in general and, and being able to still work. I'm very grateful for that. And I think that has taught me to focus on that a lot more and not be so, I just felt like, you know, we're going along and everything was like, it was good. We could just depend on a lot of things. And now it's, it's kind of brought us back down to like, you know, the basics. Like mm-hmm. We just need to be grateful that we have these basic things like work when other people can't work right now. So then what were some of the biggest challenges that you faced as our district nurse during the pandemic? There was so many. Um, <laughs> I decided to leave hospital nursing and come to be the district nurse in July of 2020. So mm-hmm. right in the smack dab middle of the pandemic when we were trying to reopen our district for in-person learning. So I think the biggest challenge was that weight on my shoulders of making sure that I keep our staff and students safe and that coming from, you know, Dr. Roberts' mission and her, her drive to want to, you know, make sure that we could provide everything we could for our families and our staff and from a health and wellness standpoint to make sure I was doing everything right in order to, to keep the safety and the health as a top priority so we could stay in person. That's been the biggest challenge, but fortunately we've been really successful with it. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, we <laughs> have. Yeah. Um, and then do you have a favorite or most memorable moment that you've had during this pandemic? I guess not a favorite, but memorable was that I had COVID mm-hmm. <laughs> and I literally worked from home, right. the whole thing, like a zombie. And um, it was really difficult for me. And it made me again, feel so grateful that I was able to it work and make it through COVID and still be alive coming out at the mm-hmm. other end when so many people have lost their loved ones. So I guess it was memorable. I think I'll look back when I'm old and say, oh, I had COVID during the COVID <laughs> pandemic. Um, and my daughter who's 17 and my mm-hmm. husband got it and my mother who's elderly and has Alzheimer's. So we all had it and it was just a really crazy experience I won't ever forget. Right. I mean, I, of course, you know, I had it way back in January. I can't imagine having a household full of people and everybody trying to at least like get up, eat. Right. And I was the one taking care of everybody. Right. I had it myself <laughs> and still trying to work. And it just really, it, I kind of drew on a strength that I didn't know I had. Right. Right. <laughs> well, it's good that, you know, you're all recovered. Yeah, Everything's you too. good. <laughs> <I'm> very happy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much for having me, you guys. Thank you so much for taking the time to speak with us. Um, we appreciate your hard work and dedication to Zion District 6. Absolutely. Thank you too, guys.